0: Hello, what's going on? Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. Today, we are recapping DecaFit in Chicago. I'm my friend Ryan Kent, my friend Nick Riker, and myself. We talk about the race. We went one, two, three in that race, and we just kind of go through it and just talk about the different ins and outs and and our strategies and things like that. So it's a fun recap type of deal. If you listen to Dylan Scott, when we recap the High Rocks World Championships, it's pretty similar. One little twist is that we were actually watching the race as we were – critiquing it and talking about our strategy. So there might be some points that there is no visual if you're listening to just the podcast, but you can check it out on uh, Reinforced Running uh, Reinforce Running YouTube if you want to kind of get the visual with it as well. But it's a good conversation. It was mostly conversational anyway. It wasn't too much, too many nuts and bolts. But if you are interested in like the little form details and seeing us kind of go through it and talking about the strategies of what we were doing, you can check it out on YouTube. But we talk about the fit and then Ryan Kent and I, we talk about our doubles Uh, world record attempts or world record setting race at the end of deca fit chicago which is super fun i highly recommend if you have the time to do a deca relay to stick around and do it because it was like one of the more fun events that i've done and really hard (laughs) really challenging really just pushing the pedal down and just like wearing it out until you cross the line so super fun so here we go let's get into it my guys nick Raker. Boys, yesterday we ran a race. Today we're home, and we're going to talk about the race. it so how's everybody feeling? Kent, you ran well, Begrudging, yep. begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah, feel? I mean, I
1: feel, I feel good. I'm not even like, even though we did the team race, I'm not even remotely sore. Just my heel situation is still kind of bothering me. So we'll see kind of what happens with that.
0: Is that any better this morning, or does it feel kind of same? I would
1: say it's gone down. Like yesterday was like a nine out of 10. It's probably gone down to like a seven.
0: Can we talk about the yeah. team race after will you will you hanging? Cause yeah. had, it was pretty fun. Right. Yeah. You, uh, you had, you had, <laughs> you had a great race. You had a great race. Ken and I, we went out to go get some lunch in between. We had like eight hours to kill. And, and you did that by killing bad guys, just smoking beers, just <laughs> sucking them back. You're supposed to be in that team race. And we see at, uh, Billy Goat Tavern or whatever. Billy Goat, like,
2: the famous like, Billy Goat.
0: It's like the closest place we could possibly get to to get a beer. And you're like, I'm in here.
2: Yeah. It was, I mean, it was my, I had to. <laughs> Everybody wanted me to. Everybody in the restaurant said, you can't, you can't drink this and race. They were right. I can only drink.
0: Dude, so I just realized we weren't, we weren't on screen here. The, uh, when you were at the, uh, Billy Goat Tavern, you weren't wearing your D1 polo. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that I thought that's what you wore for your meals. Every meal, I thought you'd do that thing. No, around. no, uh, that's
2: that's that's Monday through Friday work. That's work attire.
1: Strictly dinner attire.
2: Yeah, apparently it's
1: it's travel attire
2: too. It is it is my travel attire. <laughs> I look pretty good. I thought with that polo.
0: It's pretty sharp. Are you gonna? What, what was the thing? Your D one. You were a D one pasta eater.
2: On yeah, Friday I was night. a D one. Um. Uh. Yeah, toasted ravioli guy. Yeah,
0: for sure. All right, so we're going to pop up. We're going to watch this race, the coverage. So I know, Ken and I, we kind of watched it after the race. Like I said, we had eight hours to go, so I kind of watched it like twice. And then, Riker, did you watch it right after the race as well?
2: Yeah, and then I watched it a a little bit before my flight again.
0: Shout-outs to Dave Claxton with OFX. He kind of had this idea. He's like, I just want to show that it's easy to do this. And (laughs) it was like pretty good.
1: (laughs) It was actually really good. It, and yeah. if I'm being honest, I think it was probably the best hybrid racing footage we've seen. Honestly. Um, I don't know what was better. Cause there were no glitches in it really at all. And from what Bethany told me, he came in there and did so much prep work like ahead of time, like finding the dead spots within the, mm. the arena. So like he knew where to go and where not to go in terms of like filming. Um. So there was just a lot of upfront work that he did to like give, to produce the product that he did. And I'm, I'm really happy it turned out well.
0: Yeah, It did turn out well. And I think the things we've seen in the past where it's really choppy and it kind of breaks up. It's that there's like a, a middleman software that gets run. We're actually on this software right now. One of them that can use that where you on a phone and it can stream to this platform. So people like us can watch it and like talk about what's happening as opposed to, dave who was just on site holding the camera and just kind of running around telling us what was going on so i think that i think it helps the quality when it's not this when this middleman isn't involved
2: yeah was he just straight to youtube live i think so that's pretty good
0: yeah i think it just went straight to youtube live so i don't think it 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 just kind of cuts some of the some of the fluff out of there and so you don't necessarily need to have like this huge powerful internet to to Pop it up where and like that's the one thing with this. Like he did a good job with kind of explaining the story, but I don't I don't necessarily think I was dialed in for his commentary on it. But yeah. I think he was the thing about it because I've heard Dave do a comment uh, commentator work on you know like the another uh, High Rocks events, and he's very measured. He's pretty like straight across. But when he was in the arena, the Deca Arena, he was
1: fired up. He was like a little boy <laughs> in a candy store. Man. He was so fired up.
0: He was like, oh my God, they're off and they're blazing. Uh, so I really liked having him on site, And I think that's I think that's appropriate because there is energy in there and he kind of felt the energy and it came through in his broadcast. So we want to watch this thing? Let's do it. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Can you guys see us? i just want to do full screen.
1: No, it's cool. I want to see. That's all good. Days, so. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. All right,
0: cool. Thanks, Kent. That's nice. You want to see see a nice face. Not days.
2: a lot of people tell me that, so thank
1: you. I was talking to Rich, Nick. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so first, before we get started, at the at the start line, we're not even started and we're stopped. There was some headband issues. Both of you guys rolled up no headbands. I or
2: don't treated. like the headbands.
0: What's the matter with the headband, Riker?
2: Right, it's I'm bald for a reason. Like I want people to see everything.
0: Too restricting.
1: Yeah,
0: Ken, Ken had a similar issue. Way too restricting.
1: Yeah, it was like cutting off my uh, airflow, my oxygen. <laughs>
0: too too tight around his head. Dude couldn't breathe.
1: <laughs> too tight around his head. Couldn't
2: breathe.
0: Couldn't, couldn't breathe. Couldn't wear the thing. But the the race organizers were like, "Well, we don't want that to happen. We we want you to have a good race." Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> take
1: that headband off. They absolutely. No sense, but it was the only thing I could come up with at the time.
2: (laughs) This thing on top of
1: my head, I can't breathe. She was like she like stared at me for a second and was like, What? And then she just turned around and walked away.
0: Like, whatever. I I do hope that she went and told somebody that later. It's like, yeah, that guy who won the race, guess what he told me about that headband?
1: (laughs) (laughs) While he had a hat on. Yeah. I had my race kit planned out and I was like, I'm wearing this hat. Like that's part of my, that's part of my gear today. And honestly, like, I don't know. I'm happy it didn't get to this point, but I I think I was willing to just be like, I'm not even racing. Like if I have to just like, you're making me wear this stupid headband. I'm not even going to run this stupid race.
0: A good thing. It didn't have to cut. See, how know, far yeah. he could, see how far you could bluff. Like, like would it come down to one second before the race, before you'd be like, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll wear a stupid headband. Or would you just have been like, you know, my, my oxygen, the saturation levels need to be at a certain level and this
1: headband is I don't even know. But it, it honestly it was giving me immediate flashbacks to the high rocks world championships when I got all fired up before the race about the sled situation. Mm-hmm. So I obviously didn't want to like get too like wrapped up in this whole headband thing. But um yeah. Anyway.
0: All right. <laughs> we ready? Let's
1: move it on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we addressed that. Uh, the race was basically on time, I think, right? I don't think we were that far behind. So here's Dave, and they were catching somebody running with us in the beginning. So there's going to be some kind of footage I'd imagine Spartan's going to put out, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope. They're definitely not – I think that they want to put out just a little bit of running and and have most of the footage be on the zones.
0: What are, what are your thoughts on that, Kent? Do you like that kind of – Uh, that, that footage, that style that they're trying to do where they cut things down to kind of make it a little bit more consumable, I guess.
1: I think so. Um, I mean, I also like when they kind of run along with you too. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't know which, I feel like my opinion would be different than what like the casual viewer would want.
0: I, yeah, I'm like, I mean, I don't understand. To me, it's like a deck of strong then. And like this race is half running mostly running you know when we look at our splits it's like you're dude my, much longer
1: when i was when we were running here i was like dang dude where's Riker?" <laughs> like i know i was,
2: know. Like, I was dude, right behind you guys when, when you're you breaking the wind for me were you like
0: extremely excited at this point you're like oh my god i can't believe i don't feel awful already
2: yeah i felt pretty after the lunges and I think I clipped your heels like two or three times, Rich. That's it's like how close I was behind you.
0: Well, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So and I, right. expe- I don't expect anything less from you. So here we come. Glenn kind of has the pace. And and can't, you were kind of jockeying here to kind of get your position. And we yeah. come in and you make that quick turn left and you got that good spot there. We go right into it. So I'm going to pause it at a certain point here so we can talk about these lunges. Uh, so, and we're going to kind of skip through the run some, so when we got into the lunges. How were you guys feeling about like your position and what, what was going on? Like, was there anything that you guys was like positive, negative? Cause Glenn, Glenn came in first, but then did straight. Okay. We were talking a little bit, how you kind of like to do with the, U turn, U turn first when you come into a station and Riker, I think you like to do the same thing Yeah. where I'm, I've done it both ways and I don't really have, and it kind of screwed me in a later station, but we'll talk about that later. So you guys feeling good at this point and what's the plan into lunges?
1: Yeah, for me, it was uh, when the race started, it was just like feel out the pace, see what everyone's kind of doing and then kind of adjust accordingly. And it kind of strung out like right in the beginning. And then before the end of that 500, it kind of bunched back up. And that was when I decided to kind of surge a little bit to the front and get a good position on the lunges. Um, I'm feeling good. My heart rate's low. Like I'm just like, you know get through these comfortable and and move on to the next run. Really no sense of urgency here, just, you know, stay smooth.
0: You were you were jockeying a little bit though in the in the pack. You were surging more than anybody else was cuz and you did yeah. it at least at least twice just to make sure you were in the spot there where you wanted to be. Yeah,
1: I mean if you look here, look how far you would have to go into the zone if you weren't able to get one of those first, you know, couple mats there and I was really trying to avoid um doing that and i didn't think the pace we were running was so hot so even though i kind of did a little jostling around surging it wasn't like i was burning a match or anything like that um and yeah as as you know like the positioning on some of these zones is is absolutely critical
0: mm-hmm. So I'm going to run this a little bit and see what we got going. So you can see my strategy is like that side to side, like that twisting and Kent, you're kind of doing the same. And we've been yeah. working on that a little bit where Ricker, you're going straight back. The dude next to Kent legitimately jump lunges, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> sure. jumping and like air off, like, yep. can jump <laughs> off the ground. That. And I mean, like his judge probably like, he's not looking at his feet. He's just, yeah. me- I don't know what the judges are actually looking at here. How, Riker- how do you guys like that
1: twist? Oh, we love it! I think I haven't
2: tried it out.
1: Yeah, we we both watched the um, was it the Ryan Corning video? Yeah, or something. Or who was it? Yeah, Ryan 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 Corning Corning does it training. Yeah, and um,
0: and uh, Bubbles does
1: it too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just saw them do it, and I experimented with it a few times in training, and it seemed to be faster and just like more efficient. Okay. Yeah, it does kind of feel of that
0: it. it does kind of feel that way. And like the there's some comments I, I saw or that kind of some people reached out to me about the lunges and and I think Yancy was giving me a little bit of grief on that type of lunge during the team event. And I'm not sure like how I think about how I'm thinking about this. Right, I'm gonna pause this so we can talk about this run. Because it is and this might be an issue, and we'll talk about the box stepovers too, because I think similar things are happening there where it's like is it
2: are you guys is, actually going back like a reverse that's how i would think it if somebody's going well, to point it out
0: the rules state your your knee just has to touch the ground it doesn't say like where it's not like your, your okay. back your knee that is lunging has to touch behind your heel or something like that like it doesn't say that and we probably would be doing that anyway but there's no standard as to like what it actually means i think that because when you get wide like that it does look like your your hips aren't all the way open but when Kent and I talk about this, like, your torso isn't really bent that much forward. Yeah. So, like, if we're doing, like, the hip crease torso, like, it's still upright. It still seems like a good rep in that, like, to me.
1: So, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it. it's more of, like, a reverse and out lunge that way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not doing that full reverse leg extension but i would say that it does categorize as a reverse lunge in my my personal opinion yeah the way, i think it does with the real state yeah yeah just being
2: devil's advocate there that would be the only thing i could see people being like questioning if it's like if that's actually a reverse
0: so what's going to happen right is that people are going to have a problem with it because they're not doing it because they haven't yeah. thought to do it and they haven't practiced it but as like this t- type of footage comes out and we're starting to see, you know, uh, athletes like us and like Ryan Corning and, and Bubbles, who are like one of the top two or three in the strong. Uh, then everybody's just going to adopt it. Everybody's just going to learn yeah. how to do it. Kind of the same thing that happened with the stepovers, right? Like last year at West Palm, I was jumping over that box, athlete, <laughs> like, athlete, not even touching the top. No, but I was, I, and it was way slow. And Forrest Bogue was doing the style that we're going to see, and I was like, okay, I guess I need to learn how to do that because that's way faster. Oh, I must note. So, I I would came into the the lunges. I didn't have a great spot. It wasn't that big of a deal because the lunges was set up pretty much in the middle. But I I was counting in my head, and I got to like fourteen or sixteen, and my judge isn't counting, and I'm like, where am I? And whatever he said was too behind where I was, and I was like, and I didn't because I didn't hear him count. We didn't know where anybody was. All right, that's that's nice. Um, so I, so I was. So I was two lunges behind on this one, and like it, it's not a huge deal, but just the position. I had to work a little bit harder coming out of this run than I than I wanted to. And you can see in the far, uh, you can see us in the far end of the, this uh, arena here. That we all just kind of caught back up on this. So my run on this one was it was like my fastest run of the day <laughs> because I
1: uh, just had to catch up, and it's early still. So and and you know, sorry to cut in, but like for me. Coming out of those lunges ahead was actually a little bit of a surprise um, to have created a little bit of gap. So I was actually able to relax a lot on this run going into the row. Um, Because at this point in the race, I'm not trying to win the race. I'm just trying to stay in control. And I was able to relax a lot. So coming into this row, I felt super good.
0: And then here's – yeah, and then we're getting to the row – Riker you uh how you feeling too? Pretty much the same as uh, Kent was saying it's like everything yeah. was good.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to be very relaxed. I've obviously got the um what people have like know me as going out maybe a little too hot. Like that's the first time I ever not led after lunges and uh fit. So but that's what I wanted to be. I didn't want to lead. I just want to feel good and relaxed, and definitely was the entire time.
0: Were the straps on your foot pedals, were they open or were they? Mine were- like- Mine Dude, weren't it either. Me, it
1: took me a good like I lost maybe two seconds like yeah mine were open
0: mine weren't like you can see my feet here probably are not even in the like it's just my toes are in because I just shoved them in there and eventually it it got wide enough to to come through it but i'm I'm rolling pretty well here I'm under 140 Riker, you're right around 140 142
2: yeah 140 142 I, I say because like my rowers at my gym our members just beat them up so much that you have to pull so hard just to get like in the low one yeah. fifties. so like, I go like the same effort I feel like, and I'm just in the low one forties, high one thirties. And it's like, cool, I was like, cool.
0: You guys yeah. don't clean, you guys don't clean your fans and chains.
1: <sighs> not as much as we probably should. What's up, Ken. Um, so here, I know you're, you're pretty big on pacing these events and not kind of getting too far over your head, like early on. Um, so I know you're, and I know you're what threshold you're trying to hold? What one forty
0: three,
1: one forty four? In the
0: strong and the mild, that's what I've been. But I was faster than that here because I had because
1: of the run. I was like, I can go a
0: little bit quicker on this.
1: Um Then I was just really wondering, if maybe like you know, coming down from from altitude, if like all of a sudden you're like, man, one one thirty nine feels like one forty
0: three. Uh, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of that, maybe a little bit of the of the race and the altitude itself was, was making me feel a little bit better. Um, I made another tactical error on this one as well. You see how like the, well, let us see if we can say. So zone two, the opening was not in the middle. And yeah. I figured that there should, like they, they should do the best that they can to kind of make these, the stations equidistant from the entrance. But here, the ones on the left and even like straight back where John Howard just wasn't ran out they were way closer than where I I ran. Like I ran straight to side and I was looking, I was like, oh my God, this is like an actual big uh, transition. (laughs) transition. (laughs) Yeah. So at at that point too, I was like, oh my God, I was looking at the, at the like little ropes. I was like, can I just jump over these to get out of here? And I was like, ah, I might get in trouble for that. I might might not fly. Um, Riker, how are you feeling after the row? I'm feeling
2: really good. Um, Even with transition and everything, I was right out of 150. So I just feel... I just felt relaxed the entire time. I'm feeling I'm feeling confident um, uh, that I'm not going to blow up anytime soon.
0: I was 153 with transition. Um, Kent, what were you? Do you remember?
1: I don't remember. Come on, dude. I don't know. I mean, I think I – I know I rode like high 130s for the 500. Um, so I don't know. Transition was probably like 146.
0: Yeah. And you put a bit and you have a bit of a gap here now when you came in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and still it was like I you know, in my head I'm like I'm the best at all the zones and now I'm ahead on the run. All I need to do is stay relaxed, you know, be able to attack this exercise. Um I mean, I honestly feel really in control of the race right now. And we go with the
0: step-overs. So this is that that technique that we have seen so, Rick, you're Dude. almost like popping off the top and yeah. just kind of landing with your other foot, which I guess is, it is legal. <laughs> but like sure, sure. is. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> your, two, your two feet don't need to touch. Um, but what Kent and, and what I've been kind of doing, you kind of see that we're stepping through the middle of the box almost. Yeah. Like kind of cutting the corner there. Mm-hmm. And that was something that raised a couple of eyebrows as well um and again the same kind of thing is just there is nothing in the rules that state where the like what plane your foot has to cross like right you're kind of ju- stepping over the side and then coming across where we're we're starting on the side but yeah. instead of lifting our legs up and over we're kind of lifting it on an angle and then and then bouncing back and forth what's our take on the stepovers?
1: I mean, it's, it's kind of the same idea with the lunge. Yeah. I mean, it, it still follows the rules and it's, you know, within the standard. Um, and I think when you're in a sport and the the highest level of athlete is competing in, in an event like this, you're going to find the most effective way to do an exercise that's within the standard. And I feel like that's what we're doing here. We, we've, we're staying within the rules and, you know, we're finding the most effective way to get through these, and um, that's that's kind of my take on it.
0: I agree. I think that's you know that's what CrossFit has done with like pull-ups and stuff and handstand push-ups. It's it's like oh, it's not really a pull-up. It's like this isn't really a box jump over, no. but it's what is stated by the rules. I think if they wanted to fix this, um, they're just gonna have to say two feet takeoff. And that's, that's just what it's going to have to be, you know, actually a jump. And then I think we shouldn't, I don't know. It's just that they, they're kind Four of back.
2: Two, or, or both feet have to be on top before you go to the bottom. Well, that's so
1: hard to judge. Yeah. Like yeah. let's watch yeah. you
0: right here. Like you could be like, no rep, but like, yeah, it's like a split second of no, like for me, no rep. That would be, it. that'd be a no rep. Cause they're they're not on at the same time. And these judges clearly don't want to give people no reps.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I, I think that that, would just be a problem. I did twenty-two box stepovers as well. So God. Rich. I'm four, I'm four reps up on you guys, and that's how we, we play this game, get a little extra credit early. My,
1: my my judge lost count as well. Um, and that's definitely I think that's something we need to address too. Like, you know, if you are a volunteer doing these things, you gotta stay like present and um it's not really kind of let your mind drift or like your eyes drift over to another competitor, like you really have to stay just zoned in on on your particular athlete that you're judging because yeah i mean like rich did two more reps and that's that could be the difference you know
0: in a race like this where i wish we were a little bit tighter like yeah Rick you kind of you keep opening up a gap and i would be interested in what your run splits were um i definitely was closing you on closing in on you on the later runs but maybe not necessarily these early ones but yeah like four extra reps and a screwed up row zone like i've added i don't know eight eight seconds ten For seconds sure. maybe in the first yeah. three stations which is like yeah you know not not great race tactics on my end two are are definitely judge related do but you can-
2: rich do, do you just not count your reps
0: uh i do uh like i said i, I was but like they were like they weren't counting out loud the the yeah. judges so i didn't know where they were um and like, it's up to them. I think you could probably could just do it however many you wanted and you could run out and nobody would say anything,
1: but um, I don't know. This station, like low key kind of concerned me yesterday because I was so drenched by this point. <laughs> this ball was just slipping. Like I was having to use so much like grip and forearm strength here to just like control this. Whereas like, you know, when I did Austin or Denver, you know, like you don't have to deal with those, you know, variables um, because it was like 30 degrees outside. Um, so this was, yeah, this was super frustrating. I'm like, dude, I'm going not as fast as I can because I'm just trying to control this ball.
0: This is a station where it's like, can you go faster? We saw it in the doubles and the teams.
2: I just saw, like I was going to say uh, bubbles, like he was just launching.
0: <laughs> He's just flicking his fingers. Like, lifting his shoulders up, flicking his fingers, and throwing it against the, the rig. It was hilarious. It was actually ridiculous to watch. But I don't think there's much difference. My, sp- my split on that with transition was 48 seconds. And I think that's just kind of what it is. You know what? You guys have any idea what you're, where you guys were? Yeah, I was
1: – I got one, two, three, four. Mine was 50.
0: Busted that ass.
1: I was 43 on the exercise itself. So, so yeah,
0: plus minutes, yeah. three, three minute second and a half. This this transition might be a little bit slower actually because you have to get up, you have to get down, you have to get up. So maybe yeah, maybe add four seconds to that. Yeah, so negligible. It's this is a station that is like, I don't know, it's fine. <laughs> that 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 could be an area.
1: It's a little could, rest. Could I mean, I'll be honest. Like your legs feel good coming out of that station.
0: Um, at least for me this would be a place that they wanted to like, they're already building a rig. So if they wanted to make that toast to bar, I think that'd be much more taxing for people and much more of a, a skill that people could learn. Cause I don't practice this station really. Like, no. I, don't, I don't think I necessarily need to. And it's hard to practice. I don't have a rig. I don't have a setup. Like your feet are anchored in there. Um, so I don't know. So we're all kind of spread out at this point now where it seems to be pretty even. I think it was eight, like five to eight seconds between all four of us, uh, at the top, which would, which was Glenn race and fourth. Now, can this, this is, we were talking before no one on the men, no men's race has been decided after the skier. Like whoever comes out of the skier has won every single DECA event on the men's side. There's been some women's races where the assault bike has, has made, made her, made the difference when you were coming into this, were you just like, all right, you had an idea of what you wanted to pull, or were you just going to kind of see how it felt.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had an idea of what I wanted to pull. Um, you know, 146, 147 was the goal. But I, again, I relaxed a little bit on that run coming into this because I had that cushion and I just started cranking and the thing was reading 142, 143 and it felt smooth. So I just, I just rolled with that. And, you know, maybe the last hundred meters, I kind of settled back into that 146 pace just to kind of give a little reprieve going into this, into this, this next run. But my, goal going in was to not even be leading the race until after the skier. So I was a little bit shocked that I actually kind of already created a gap.
0: Yeah, that's, I was, my goal was to be in contact here and then try to make a move after the run to try to press you a little bit. Um, But yeah, I just screwed up those first three stations and I was working, I was working hard, honestly, like in this at this station, like this didn't feel great. I was like 151s, 152s, and I thought I would be able to do that and, have, and feel like pretty comfortable, but I was already working. And I was working since after the row. <laughs> like this, this wasn't uh, an easy kind of settled in effort at this point. Ricker, how are you feeling here?
2: It's good. It's just the story with me. I just got to get more time on the ski yard. And Rich, what do you, I've never seen my hands like kick out like that when I get down to the bottom of So I didn't know. If that made me slower, that made me faster. I was skiing in the
0: what finishing 150s. behind finishing yeah. behind you like that? No, that's yeah. like
2: when you think about it, it kicks out a little. It just they just kick out a little bit.
0: Going wider, you're saying? Yeah. I don't think that matters. I think that's just where they okay. like, kind of like your your arms are positioned. Yeah. But no, I don't think so. But, you, I mean, some people kind of flare it way wide. Yeah, like, they kind of swim around, and that is bad technique. That's inefficiencies yeah. when you're like bringing it out. It just kind of looks cooler. Like if you're swimming your way up. No, I wouldn't be too concerned about where you are. It's probably because your stance is wider than mine.
2: Yeah, but this is my best ski out of the four as I've done. So, I mean, it's really all I can ask for, for sure. Yeah.
0: What, what were you at? You said?
2: Uh, with transition, I was right at one fifty nine.
0: Yeah, I was two hundred three. So you actually beat yeah. me on that.
2: Yeah, and I've had I've had transitions with the ski where I might got a two fourteen.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did a good job hanging on. Like in the state, this is a point where I was like, maybe I could, I could gained some ground, but as I was skiing, I was like, uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm still surviving here and we're just going to have to see how we're just like, press these runs a little bit and see what we can do. Uh, how'd you feel after the ski camp? Were you, how'd this run, how this run go for you? It went well.
1: Like, again, I'm kind of surprised in how well I feel running because I haven't been doing a ton of, uh, like interval work. I mean, a little bit, but mostly, a lot of zone work met cons and things like that. So um, I'm kind of surprised right now that I'm feeling so good on these runs. And again, I'm, I'm able to dial these 500 meters back by like two to three seconds each time to allow myself to feel good going into each zone. And that's simply based off the the little bit of gap I have created. It's allowed me to feel just like super in control of my effort um, at this point.
0: Yeah. And the station work, like at the, like for you, even if people do start catching you on the run or something like that, your station work is going to like set you apart at this right. point. We still aren't even at the assault bike. Right.
1: And I'm fully conscious of that. Like I'm like, okay, we got farmer's carry here, then assault bike, um, which I know I'm probably going to gap, you know, 15 to 20 seconds minimum on that too. So yeah, dude, I'm, I'm feeling super good. I honestly, I'm like, let's just finish this thing off and get the dub.
0: Ricker, what where's your head at and at this point after the the row? I mean after the ski I mean Kent kind of pulled away from yeah. you a little bit. And yeah. now it's now me and you are are much closer together. Yeah.
2: And it's always like this is just to me like where the race gets real, like hurting really bad. And yeah, like I want to say with confidence I, there's still a chance I could catch Kent, but I know the bike's coming up. I think I could go submit it. So like I know I'm not gonna catch him. So yeah, it was just like trying to hold off you as much as I can. Um, and not fall off too much of my runs.
0: Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same. I was like, this farmer's walk, there's nothing really you can really do. And then into the assault bike, I was thinking, I was like, I put in a good amount of work there. So either on the bike itself or the run part, I was like, if there's a place I could catch them, like it's going to be at that station. So just like trying to stay <laughs> – like I was never – comfortable, <laughs> trying to stay uncomfortable and leaning into the discomfort is really where I was at this point, just trying to push. Um, so, and Glenn's like not too far. Yeah. And Mark, Mark Polsen's right here too. So I'm not really that concerned about them here, but
2: I see them
0: for sure.
2: Rich, were the whole time, were you thinking like you were just eventually about to catch up to me and like pass me?
0: Well on the ski is, was a place Is like, this is a place where, Raker might naturally come back to me. And then at the, the assault bike was the, was the other spot where it's like, mm-hmm. this could be a place where I could gain some ground. And my runs were – my run after the ski was like a 146, and it was 146 after the farmer's carry as well. My worst run was after the, uh, the sit-ups. <laughs> I don't know if I just yeah. fell asleep on that one. Did you guys notice anything about your run after the sit-ups, or is it just where it was placed maybe because it was – Around the corner?
2: No,
1: mine was wow. still in like the one forties after was the it? setup. Yeah, I must have just fallen asleep there. Your run there was slower than the one after the assault bike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really was. So I mean, I'm, <sighs> at this point, honestly, I'm I'm watching you guys race. Um, yeah. At, in my head i'm like it's only a matter of time before rich kind of walks him down but as the race kept going on i kept seeing nick you know holding him off and even though like rich is my boy i think a part of me was kind of rooting for nick at this point to kind of hold off rich oh, oh.
0: i wasn't um, one for you man. right or not <laughs> not at all and so coming in here this is like the make or break station can't you're cranking what what was your, what were your rpm's on this
1: um like mid to, mid to high 90s i think for most of it
0: that's rolling like Damn. most people if they get on this all like fresh that's going to be hard yeah you know? the last for... like
1: five or six cal, i kind of drop it down to like you know <clears throat> mid to high 80s
0: was that your best bike in a yeah for yeah, sure so. Rick what's yours on here do you have any idea yeah
1: i start off way
2: too hot like I just got excited and I was like, then I looked down finally after like 10 seconds and I was like in the 85. So I was like, I'm going to blow up if I try to keep doing that. So I I dropped it down consistently to like 77, 78 RPMs. Yeah,
0: that's kind of where I was from the start was at 77, 78. What was your time on this?
2: Um, With just the bike alone, it was right at 58 seconds.
0: Just the bike? Yeah. Mine was a little slow. Mine was like 119. So you actually put some ground on me here. I, I I took the pedal off a little bit expecting this thing to carry a little bit more like how like a regular assault bike does, but it seems a little bit slower. My seat got changed too. I had changed this before and I'm definitely lower than I would like to be like, what, what notch is that? Like your fifth notch, (laughs) you know, if you count the holes down there. Uh So it was at like an eight or nine or something like that. And yeah, like this thing is not ending
1: and I am pretty tired now. I feel like (laughs) in my, my personal estimation, this station is likely going to blow you up. Like regardless so that's why I always just I just go ham on it yeah you know? like I don't think going ninety five is really any different than going eighty you know like it's just like get this thing over with and get move on to the run you can worry about recovering on the run like just get it done that could be the case for this and for the sled for yeah. the, for the tank it could it definitely... gets a little harder for the to do on the tank um than the assault bike just to to sell out, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Because the t- the tank's gonna move. Those cows aren't gonna yeah. move if you don't, right? You know, put in the work.
0: But like you, like we'll talk about the tank when we get there. But it's still your tank can go slower, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and like it still feels it still feels like it's the same. Still, yeah. Which is it's so yeah. strange. Like I never know if my tank is good or not. I, like, but on an assault bike, I can come off it and be like, that was a good assault bike. I know because there's a metric here in front of me. So this was new at uh, the wallovers. They use these strongman yoke machines, which they don't have at D1 Cool Springs. But you nope. can. This was different. They usually have like a wall. Um, yeah. So it shouldn't. I, I don't necessarily know if it was different at all. But the thing, there's these pillars on the side that you could see where you stack the weights. So they're a little bit in the way. Um, but they're very kind of... in the way. They're a lot. Yeah, you don't way. want
2: you don't want to trip. You don't want to trip and land on one.
0: No. No, no. But they're taped, so you can see them. Yeah. Look, they got the tape on there.
1: And honestly, here I'm like, man, I'm going so slow on these reps. That's what I'm thinking in my head. But timing it after the fact, I actually had a pretty good split here. It was under a minute on these, which is this, um, this is my least favorite station.
0: I think this should just be over shoulder. I don't understand I the so wall too. part.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that.
0: I think over shoulder is harder. This is just annoying. This is like yeah. slow. It's not heavy. Like, I
1: just
2: don't know how to go fast, faster on it.
0: Yeah, it's not like you really like you just kind of have to hustle around it, I guess, and just make sure the ball placement is where you want it to be. Look at
2: you and me, Rich. Doing the same time.
0: Getting a little bit on me. I, yeah, my my split on this was one twenty.
1: So I think mine was like 113. Rich which, just doesn't look
0: like he's having a at all. I'm I told you I've been pressing since the row. Really? And, <laughs> and,
1: and and we talked about this yesterday. Um Nick's probably feeling on cloud nine right now. He's like, dude, I'm freaking holding off Rich. Like, all I have to do is, you know, get through this, get moving, and and like. You know, he can pull off this, this upset and you're like, fucking a dude, like what am I going <laughs> to catch Nick? So you guys are side by side with probably two completely different mindsets. I was trying
0: my best to stay engaged. like try to keep these runs going. Yeah, dude, I can't imagine. I can't believe you're out of here so much sooner than I am. Looks like we are going the same exact yeah, speed. I thought
2: you were, ki- <laughs> I thought you were like, you passed me on them because I was going so slow and I thought I saw you like move back and forth a little bit quicker. Um,
1: yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Those last two zones, Rich, you finished the last rep or the last cow. And, like, dude, you were so lackadaisical going out of the zone. I don't know if that's is, if that's fatigue or just, like, just you're just checked out at this point.
0: It's a little bit of both. I mean, like, it's a little bit of a lack of urgency for sure. It's a definitely effort based, but it's just like trying to get a little bit of recovery going into that run, I think is the main thing because my runs were strong. Like, this next run was a 144, hmm. and the run after the assault bike was a 154. Look yeah. at this. Kent's trying to oh, freaking. Why, friggin why push was it? Why was it
2: 205 after the assault bike?
0: Yeah, so I'm still like, yeah. I'm still running pretty well. Like, for where am I running is like, okay right now? I wouldn't say it's, I'm at like, Anything near peak, so it wasn't like an effort thing where I was just like surviving. I was still coming with it, but my station just, my station just kind of sucked today. I don't know if it's because my fitness isn't fantastic right now that the the running, my compromised station work, let's flip it, wasn't great. But my running, my compromised running was good, I guess. So, can with this, <clears throat> you ended up having like un- almost too flat on here do you think this pull is this pull is
1: faster yeah i mean if you have the energy to do it if you don't have the if you're just like gassed out at this point you have to do the walk back technique um you're not going to be effective doing these these row back um things uh if you don't have that power it's just and and i did you know i used that first down and back to kind of get my breath and then the rest of the way here it was just like you know step back row step back row
0: so Rick, we come in and you're four seconds ahead of me.
2: Yeah, at, then I'll mess it up with the handles.
0: You could we well, didn't grab them at first. I did grab mine. Yeah. So we're almost uh, even here. how do you like, like
1: pushing deep. that low, Rich? Uh
0: I don't know. I I, I should have tried it again. I was kinda just didn't have a I just grabbed the handles and started pushing. Uh, I didn't necessarily notice a difference and I, I don't know if I would have uh, on here. Um, because I heard that if you push that horizontal bar, Riker, that it it feels less bad, like the magnetic resistance doesn't. Oh, does it? Okay, that's that's what I heard, but I don't know. So, you're anything you're noticing about your sled here, Riker?
2: Uh, it was going just diagonal, it wasn't going straight,
1: dude. We we almost bumped each other like yeah, we bumped each other
2: several times, and and I kind of feel battered because. Like when I was going towards Kent, they would like straighten out, like my judge would, and I think when they were straight out, it almost gave me a little like a help when pulling it back.
0: So what I think so. You came here four seconds ahead of me, and yeah. my split on this was two forty, which is slow, like which is not a very good effort. Yours yeah. was two oh five. Yeah, and like this, when I practice, I practiced with this sled a little bit in warmups. And that front right tire wasn't spinning. So it was sliding along. And the magnetic resistance is created by the spinning of the wheels. There's like some internal mechanism that like spins and like creates the, the force or whatever. So the one wasn't spinning. So yours you're is sliding. And mine's not for sure. Oh, yeah. And so like you're – I mean it's a really good split. If you, do you know what your fastest he, he, yeah. split is outside of this?
2: It what not That's probably yeah, like fast twenty seconds faster. I've ever done it. And
0: like yeah, if you do it twenty seconds slower, you still are have a fifteen second faster push than I do because mine was wasn't Uh good. But that's that's a good break you can look. They're taking your they're taking and moving it. Yeah, (laughs) because they're like this sled's fucked up. Like we have to get this off the course. So like that's a nice little break there. Yeah, for sure. And if it was me, I would have taken that break too. Yeah. (laughs) Can't you would have pushed it in like a minute twenty.
1: So it's out of your control Dude. at that point. I it's out of everybody's put, control. How, yeah. how, how, do you think oh, they should look. put tape and make like lanes here? And like if you're if your tank starts going crooked, it's up to you to just kind of straighten it out. Rather than just having like an open floor plan where like you don't Maybe. really have a designated area to push and pull.
0: Look over here on the there's two dudes pushing the women's weight. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And I
2: went, and I saw them, like, oh, change he finished. it, but...
0: Oh, they did change it?
2: Yeah, but he was already, like, halfway done.
0: Yeah, I heard that, like, yeah, like, that... The, and this is another thing with the judging. It's like, what do we do in this circumstance? It's like, well, you should probably take him and put him on the men's. Yeah. And and Kent, you're already in, you're already in the... So like you... The are you
1: rolling, baby? We rolling. You
0: yeah, must have been a full... A full lap ahead
1: from the... Yeah. And I, I peeped I peeped at my watch on this run going in and I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna be sub thirty and that I probably had a chance at the record. Um I don't know that I wanted it quite bad enough because <laughs> I really I coasted into the Ram burpees here just so I could um have a good split and crank these out and I did. I had a huge PR here. It was fifty nine seconds for twenty reps. Jeez, um man which I think my best before was maybe like 68, 67, 68. And and it shows me that the training that I've been doing has, is working. It's paying off. Like my ability to really attack these zones is um, I think on a different level than it, than it has been. Um, So now try to hone in the, the cardio portion.
0: So with your ability to, to be, yeah, be able to control your effort, and yes. not necessarily need to push as hard. Like, yeah, if you push that last run hard, maybe your uh your Ram burpees is 104. Right. Or something, right? So do you think that there will be a race where your stations can be
1: faster than what they were yesterday? Mm, stations m- maybe. Uh definitely the running for sure. Right. That's what um, I mean. Like if, but if we talk about it a little bit,
0: like if you're running, it's a little bit faster, your station work might suffer like a little bit but right. probably not like a ton.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's many, there's many different ways to skin the cat in this sport. There's, you know, many different ways to train and, and prep. Um, and I think that's kind of what makes yeah. it exciting.
0: I'm I'm crushing okay. no reps here. Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> no, Rich is just getting no rep after no rep.
0: No, but that since the judges don't call no reps, I don't know where it. like, I think it's over my head. It's not. <laughs> it's definitely not, and it wasn't for lack of trying to, like, it just wanted to get as close as possible to over my head. But it's not and here. Yanti comes over and tells me, like, "Hey, dude, get that over your head." Yeah, there's more. like, right, there's
1: no... hey, dude, look at that, you went all the way up <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. So I was just trying to and make it's, it's for... one of those things too, where it is as the athlete, it is difficult to note it, know exactly when that thing crests the top of your head. So you're kind of counting on your judge to really let you know like hey like you know get it an extra you know two inches
0: it's up to the judge to tell the athlete if the if it if you're getting reps counted for you you think that they're good reps so exactly. there's no there's no point where an athlete is trying to cheat the system by having bad reps it's on the judge If the judge says yeah. it's a good rep it's a good rep you know yes so that's that's the thing that that, that like if they're gonna have where high Rocks doesn't have they only have one station where an, a judge is counting for you. The rest is just making sure that you're uh, within the confines of the rules, right? That you're doing it in a manner that is inside of the, the parameters that they think are fair. Where here, you're there's what, at least four, five, four stations where there's a volunteer sitting there counting for you, you yeah. know? And that's only, there's only one of those in High Rock, so we don't have these issues like that as much there. And this is so fast, and these are just volunteers who really don't want a no rep. Because if I was if I was to get a no rep say on those like lunges or something like that, I'd have been pissed, you know. And they don't, and we know how to do this way better than these volunteers who probably have never done a decafit before know what the standard and what the what the rules are and how it kind of be tilted to make sure that it's in the athlete's advantage, but still under the confines of the rules. Well, these these volunteers they don't know at all, and it's like the same old problem that we have with I don't want to listen. They talk. I want to listen to this douche talk. No chance. Not not Yancy. I was talking about this guy. Oh,
2: that's okay. <laughs> No. <Damn.
0: laughs> no hate. No hate to Yancy. Um, only love for Yancy is another one who's always who's legitimately excited about watching uh-huh. this. So good. But back to the volunteers thing. It's the same. It's the same problem that Spartan has. And has yeah. in the actual races that these volunteers they can't necessarily be relied upon for making sure that the rules are fair across all the athletes. So we're going to have to do like at the championships, at least it's going to have to be people that know what they're doing. Or what do you think if uh, of, of a judge followed you and you got to talk to them? Like in the beginning, if there was like, Nick, this is your judge they're going to At- go to each station with you and they're going to, you can talk to them a little bit about the standard uh, standardization be like, Hey, it would be helpful if you count it out loud for me. Mm-hmm. And like, they are just kind of like do little things to make sure everyone's on the same page. Cause right now we rock walk in, these judges are just standing there and we come in full speed and just start going. And yeah. They're like, Oh no, <laughs> it seems like that. So is there a solution to this?
2: Yeah. Like def- my first deck of fit, my, I had a judge that followed me to every station and she did count out the entire time like i got every station she was there right with me so that was definitely helpful knowing the person a little bit but um yeah getting to talk to him beforehand and following you around would be
1: i mean a good solve a start of it at least they uh, they-, they did that at high rocks world championships right we each had our own um judge i believe for the wall balls was it just wall balls? Just wall balls
0: for oh. some reason. And I didn't even have the judge. I came in. I didn't know what my judge looked like. I just started doing wall balls and someone jumped into like, I
1: thought he was the same guy was doing the, holding up the cards for how many lengths of the, you know, carpet you'd pushed and pulled. Oh, maybe. And when they ran over, over broad jumps and,
0: and then they ran over for the wall balls.
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think, And if they left it the way that it is, it's fine. I think Yancey, and I'm sure he does this to some degree, but it's like, let the volunteers know that like, you know, it's okay to call out the athlete, you know, like, don't be very, don't be submissive. I'm sure they could be intimidated. A lot of them probably follow us on Instagram, like whatever the case may be, like, it's okay to call us out if we're not doing something. And I think they're just a little bit hesitant to do so.
0: I would imagine it's really challenging for them. Like, and they're not going through like a judging course, like the CrossFit judges, they're kind of, they're kind of vetted. They're Mm -hmm. like, they take them aside uh, and they make sure that they know all the standards and that it's like an important thing. But yeah, there's like money on the line here. It's not the end of the world. If like, you don't get called if, if they're miscounting or if they're calling people for no reps, but how many no reps do you think were counted that entire elite heat? Like zero, zero? Like, (laughs) like actually zero, Where it's hard, like, right, like, yeah, they they probably follow us on Instagram, like, I make videos on YouTube about how to do the movements, so that if they have any idea that they're like, well, I don't, how, I'm not supposed to know, like, this person would definitely know better than I would, and that it's, it is a little bit harder to count and stay present even through 20 or 30 reps than you'd think it would be. (laughs) Like, if you are actually judging, it's, it's not the most simple thing in the world, it's up there, but not the most. Right. Cause
1: you're kind of, you're trying to decide whether the, the, the rep was legit or not while also maintaining the rep count.
0: And it's still moving. Right. right. You're like yeah. seeing it. Like, is that right? Yeah, for sure. Ken, exactly. So what are our takeaways overall? Ken, how are you feeling a couple hours removed from the race?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling good. Uh, I honestly didn't know what to expect. I think I had a goal of just like, let's get under the 30 minute mark. Um, but I was very happy with how comfortable that felt. It lets me know, know that the ceiling is much higher. Um, I think I'm capable of running like 29 low if I'm, if I'm, you know, my back's up against the wall and I'm being pushed to the limit. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good and, and ready to get to work and, and kind of, you know, transition into the next, training block which will kind of lead us into the next deck of it in mm-hmm. five weeks so yeah i'm feeling good it's gonna be norwegian out there norwegian going to be- don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually i hit up yakup on instagram he got back to me and said he was willing to coach me
0: yeah that, there you go He's yeah. pa- packages in the mail
2: freak free coaching uh Riker, what do you think i'm probably out of anybody in the top 10 that there. i'm probably the happiest i think my performance i mean 62 second pr third fastest time of the year Uh, i was just going in and trying to get a low 31 so i have a solid spot for the top 12s and and knowing like the last 10 minutes like i fell off in my running and station work just knowing like there's still so much work i can be doing for it um so yeah i'm i'm i was just about as fired up as i can be um and knowing i could still get into probably the low 30s uh with some higher volume in me
0: yeah you're a legitimate podium threat for worlds now
2: yeah, yeah 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 it's definitely it's definitely in the cards um you know i'm still younger in this sport so it's still always trying to like am i like a tender at races because i haven't really done any high level racing any big race so it's always that constant mental battle of like oh i guess i am actually good at this and i need to take it I mean, a little more seriously i was but thinking I think about my go ahead Kent.
1: i think my personal and, I, and we've talked about this offline is just uh-huh. like you've got the the ability to do well you just don't always have the best like race tactics and strategies yeah. like you're not letting your fitness show on race day because you're, mm-hmm. you get so excited and you just go out so hot and i think we saw yesterday kind of what you're capable of if you do kind of you know run a smart race and and manage your effort a little bit more
0: that was a really yeah, nice definitely. way of saying, you're a dummy, but you weren't yeah. a dummy yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, that's and, what- and that's hard. It's a hard thing to like. Racing is hard. I've spent. We've all kind of we've gone through like you know track and field and and cross country and things. I've been racing since I was four years old. You know, like it's it's a skill that like you need to learn how to do, um, and sometimes you got to mess up. You know, a few times before you kind of get it right, but um i think nick kind of showed that like maybe he's maybe he's learning how to race a little bit
0: running eight minute miles as a four-year-old serious you're you're just racing you are crushing the uh so this this is one thing i was actually thinking about later because of how tough my race went when it started and when it was in a group that like i had a couple of tactical errors and just a couple of It has got like jumbled around. Like my brain wasn't like race sharp. It seemed like where Nick you have raced, you definitely raced more than I have this year. And like, you're putting in those race reps, even if it's in a different, like you had the Savage series, which went really well. You were really, it seemed like you learned a lot. You, and you like, in terms of like race tactics and like your confidence and like, just like your approach to it all is a little bit different. And that seems to be now bleeding into, to the hybrid space as well, where I just, I haven't had enough reps nearly at all. This is my first deca of the year first one since last september so first one in like 10 months and like i just had errors <laughs> and that was one thing i was like man the racing does matter if it was like a time trial i probably would have run you would have won i probably would have <laughs> smoked everybody <laughs> yeah but the racing like the especially in the beginning kind of screwed me up so now i'm looking at it, it's like god do i have to get to west palm somehow do i need to get one another one of these races in because the fitness part for me is going to come along like i'm not i'm not where my fitness is needs to be. And I knew that and coming into this race, I just wanted it to be hard and it was hard (laughs) and I was able to kind of stay engaged and push, but there's definitely a fitness component that needs to improve that I'm not going to really worry about until a little bit closer to world championships. But now I'm like, man, do I need to get into more
1: races? I don't know.
0: So Kent, you're going to do West Palm.
1: Yeah, I'll be in West Palm. We're going to do a big family vacation the week leading into it. So I'll probably show up a little hungover and, <laughs> uh, burnt, burnt like a lobster, <laughs> and just see what we can do. Um, but yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there.
0: And Rick, you're thinking you're gonna kind of focus more and try to get a time for the mile in the strong. Yeah,
2: try to, get, try to get a time for the mile. Definitely, we'll see if I can do it in the strong. Uh, yeah, and that's it. And then OCR Worlds in, in the September.
0: Nice. Uh, can't you got time to talk about the doubles?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So let's talk about the doubles, do rick Did you catch it? No. Were, you, were you were you there? Did you did you come back and then just leave, not watch?
2: Yeah, you know, I had to catch a flight and uh, hungry no. again. So I feel like
0: someone removed you from <laughs> the the stadium. It was like, hey, thanks for coming back, but like you got to go home. You got to go. Gotta home. go.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you came back, I was like, I can't believe it. you were like. I was like warming up for the relay. You are like, yeah, Rich, Rich, get
1: over here.
2: Come wanted I wanted you to see the roll off.
0: <laughs> the roll off was hilarious because the dude that you were rowing against who was a monster pulled so hard that he like knocked the seat off Off of the concept too. So you cruised to a commanding victory. You smashed. Yeah.
2: Beat him on that head to head.
0: Took him down. So the doubles. So Kent, you and I, we talked about it. We had like the strategy about like how to kind of break things up. And yeah, let's talk, let's talk about the strategy piece in general, Breaker, Cause you did one with Mark cadet. And I think you kind of did something similar to what, we yeah. did in terms of, like, breaking it all up. Uh, so, Ken, yeah, we had a conversation. We talked about it for a while. Like, you want to explain our, our
1: strategy at all? Um, Sure. Uh, I mean, I think – I don't know. We just wanted to find the best way to maximize our strengths mm-hmm. and, you know, distribute the, the work accordingly. Uh, I mean, before the race, we almost – fully switched to the whole uh Glen Race and, and bubble strategy where we let you do all of the running and I do all the stations because of my heel. But we decided to stick to the plan after I made that call on the first you decided I,
0: I was trying. I was like, dude, let's just switch. Like there's no point in doing it. And you're like, I'll tell you on the first run. I was like, okay. That's that'll be good way to change
1: Yeah. So obviously the first five hundred we have to run together. And then the plan was for you to do the lunges um right out of that. And then I would take the next two fifty coming out of lunges was kind of like the, the the start of the race.
0: So we were planning on essentially, yeah, like maximizing our strengths and also being able to get recovery. so if there was gonna be a big effort that you would do on a station, I would then take a longer piece of the run I would take like the full run after like some things like the row and the assault bike and just a way to that we yeah. can push hard and then every other station that wouldn't be as taxing on whoever was doing the station we'd split 250 250 so that we could run hard. Um, our first run was fast. How fast do you think what, what kind of effort do you think that was like 3k okay. 3k pace?
1: Probably. I was getting pretty lactic coming down the home <laughs> stretch there, dude. It was
0: hard. Riker, right when you guys did it, did you go super hard in the beginning too?
2: Yeah, we did. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the doubles being almost harder than the
1: single, like just my effort level. It definitely was. Yeah. So I came and into I, – I, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm happy I don't have to do these lunges right now because yeah. I do not feel good.
0: I think twice throughout the race you said you were dead. You're like, dude, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm like, we're almost done. The uh so we did the so I did all the lunges. They did two you did two fifty and I did two fifty. And then it came into the row. And what were
2: you? Blind like, blind exchange? Blind?
0: More like four by eight passes. The exchange yeah. zone was a little bit tight to get we out a did. good oh. a good run. So I didn't know I don't think they would have been like penalizing <laughs> us if we were outside the exchange zone. Red flag up. But yeah, we were doing 200 meter intervals with four bait pass off. So it weren't great, I wouldn't say. We probably should have done that. Just, yeah, just. It was stick. fun,
1: though. It, it kind of brought me back a little it bit. It really does. Yeah.
0: I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I was so happy that we did it, especially after an effort where I wasn't extremely pumped. Like, I was pissed after the, the fit race, just with the result. Like, my effort was fine, but just like how things got so screwed up and just where I was. And like, I was pissed about it. So I was glad we did the. Uh, uh, the team because it was fun and a good hard effort. What do you? How fast do you think you were running your two fifties, Kent?
1: I think it it really slowed down there towards the end. I, I was like probably barely, barely running like five minute pace like towards the end. I'd say.
0: But it probably most, felt like for
1: most of it, probably you know sub five minute pace.
0: In those early pass offs, I was probably running. Eight hundred meter pace, <laughs> like going, yeah. going really hard. Are you
2: go forty five seconds. I don't know.
0: I will have to run back and see at how yeah. fast that the that these two fifties are. Well, the, the
1: first one's going to be shorter than the second one because you you move back, so you, right. you won't necessarily be able to. Like I think the second two fifty is either long or accurate, and the first one's short. I think
0: maybe because like yeah, the, the way the exchange zones work, like if. If you wanted to split it, the 250, if you want to split the 500 in half, the person who is waiting to ex- receive the exchange has to walk to the, the next station. So if you come out of the row, you don't just stand at the row exchange station. You have to walk up to the box step over exchange zone yeah. to receive the baton, which was a little confusing, but not too bad. Once you got it rolling, once you got the hung mm-hmm. hang of it it, it, it like just made sense. And so you, you came in onto the row and.
1: And Hammer. I was, and I was thinking, I'm like, dude, I can easily pull a 130 for a 500, like, fresh, you know, a little bit of break. Yeah, I cracked. I cracked like two, two fifty n, and I was just like holding on.
0: As uh, you were going faster than thing. you were doing like 128s or something mm-hmm. like
1: that. Yeah, the the, you know, the monkey jumped on my back there, and <laughs> just like get this done and let Rich take off. But looking back on it. That might be a station either worth slowing down or trying to switch up. Yeah, uh, the effort
0: because we tried to straight up sprint everything, and that row was probably too early to sprint.
1: Yeah, because I never really recovered after this. Like it put me deep in the suck, and I was really never able to pull myself out. Did you row on yours, Riker? When you did it, uh, no, Mark did.
0: Mark did, mm-hmm. and but so bubbles was. He outrode outrode me for sure. Because they caught up. Yeah. That guy's
2: a beast.
0: He is a beast. He really is super strong. So he probably was – he was probably like 130, 129. Your average was probably 131 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then they they caught up. But Glenn was doing all the 500s. And in those first like four (laughs) or five five runs, he was running hard. (laughs) Because we were splitting 250, 250. He came up on my shoulder maybe 150 into that second – Run and I was like, what? How could that be? And then I kind of like, took off uh, just to kind of get a little bit of a gap. So I had, I was working way harder than I wanted to on that 500. But again, I was still sprinting. I was probably running like mile pace, <laughs> just like going as like pretty hard, maybe even faster. <laughs> I was like, I was going maybe thousand pace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the step overs, you did all those, which was probably appropriate, right? Like there's yeah. no real reason to change out of those. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were 250, 250 into sit-ups you did all the sit-ups and that's where we saw bubbles bubbles
2: just launching it dude
0: yeah. he was crunch he was basically crunching and throwing the ball i saw that video <laughs> it looked it looked so funny because he was just like barely moving in just and then it was coming back to him yeah and it was fast. Yeah, it wasn't. It was fast. It was, impressive. <laughs> it was moving. He got he got done. It was like, How, how'd you like that? And I was like, that was pretty. <laughs> I was like, that was pretty good. I,
1: I had the same problem in the team race that I had in the individual race, where it was just slipping. Like, mm. I just couldn't get a good grip on it every time it came back to me, and I'd have to take that split second to really, you know, firm grip it and toss it back up. It was pretty frustrating to be honest, but yeah.
0: We were watching. After this, I think, I think Kevin was pretty spent. After, oh my god, (laughs) sit-ups.
1: If you go back and watch the live feed from this point on to the rest of the race, after every zone he finishes, he just collapses and lies (laughs) on the ground until like ten seconds before like Glenn comes running around. He just like stands up and starts another station. Completely
0: dead, just like. Actually, laying up like yeah. After the assault bike, I didn't think he was gonna get up. <laughs> <laughs> he I was like okay. down for the count. I was like, Glenn's gonna have to finish this race. So what? What really kind of pulled it away for us is that we split the ski erg. Like we came in, I did 200, you did 300. We probably should have done 250, 250 even. Yeah. At that point, yeah. Because 200, you can sprint 100 and just hang on. Riker decided this wasn't this wasn't exciting for him. Like, so he's out. out. He's good, and that's that's fine. Now I'm happy and now that makes me happy. And then that's where it really kind of took off after that skier. Cause he because Kevin was rowing like 144s, which is still like fast. But we were both rowing like like 130s, 132s. Because mm-hmm. we were able to kind of sprint and kind of hang on. Mm-hmm. When you got into the and then farmer's carry was whatever, that was the first time I ever tried to actually run as fast as I could with the yeah. Yeah, you were <laughs> moving. Yeah. <laughs> And so like, I guess that's doable to sprint with the, the sixties. And then we were, we had a pretty good lead on that where we probably could have changed. Oh no, no. Cause then we were in the, into the assault bike and you hammered that thing. Were you, th- were you like, this
1: isn't, I'm not well, looking forward I, to this. I was not looking forward to it at all. And I don't <laughs> think I really hammered. It. I, I think it might've been the same, even though I had a little bit of break, you know, beforehand I still think I did the same split that I did during the, the race. my I had nothing in my legs. like my upper body felt so strong and, and fresh but like anything I had to do that required leg strength um it just, there was no power like mm. and it started at the row early on and then kind of carried over into box jump step overs um, and then carried into like ski erg and now we're onto the assault bike um i was just toast i was just like get this thing over with when i had like six cows left i completely you know kind of backed off and was thinking it would just like coast its way in and the assault bike pro doesn't do that as well as the uh, you know the original assault bike so those last few calories seem to just like drag on for so long I just like could not get them over with.
0: That's what happened to me in the Deca Fit. I was like, I can, cr- I know that I can uh, kind of take the gas off a little bit, and but that it doesn't work like that on that no. machine. It's more like an Echo bike from that for case. sure. I yeah. wonder how that's going to change things. It's something to keep in mind for the Deca Mile and Deca Strong World Championships. Is they'll be using those bikes. So the times will be a little bit slower because of that. Well, if you see how like someone like Corning does it, he basically sprints. What do you think right. it sprints? Like 20 calories and then just kind of coast the last mm-hmm. five. It'll be slower for him to do it
1: that way. Yeah. Um, yep. And I'm, I'm dead at this point. I'm like, ready for this. I'm like, this has been fun, but I'm ready to just like be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the wall overs. We probably could have split. Like you did all of them. And it's like, wasn't that fast it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that that much slower if we would have tagged out yeah it wouldn't have mattered that much so i was gonna put but it would have been a place where we wouldn't have gained or lost time it would just give you a little bit more of a break because when we broke it down i think you would had like our projections that you were still you were doing like two and a half or three minutes more work and the with the row and the assault bike those are like the harder stations too so you had like harder work to do as well. Outside like, you know, if you don't count the running is like incredibly right. hard work. Right. Um, but I did the 500 after your assault like to give you a little bit of a reprieve going into that. Uh yeah, and that 500 I, I wasn't super pumped about, um, but still kind of hung on. We were we were we we had lengthened
1: at that point. Yeah. It's crazy how quick a minute and change goes when you're like so fatigued. <laughs> like it seemed like you were looping around these this this course just so fast like i remember walking over to the, the wall ball overs after the assault bike and i was just like fuck dude it's already time to start this <laughs> so like, just take your time
0: <laughs> yeah. Jesus. it took off, and that's why for someone like what glenn and and kevin were doing that strategy i just don't think is that great unless you have a monster runner that's what i said it's like do you think if uh right
1: if like somebody if like centro and freaking you know and bubbles or just bubbles yeah even some
0: like would they beat us like maybe but i don't
1: know i sort of feel like in the team race you do better by finding specialists so like whereas like kind of you and i are kind of good like across the board um, if you found somebody who was just a really good runner or somebody who really was good at like Metcons and functional fitness and you team them up, I think they would beat out somebody like us who, is, who's, who doesn't really have like one thing that they're super good at. They're just kind of like good at the whole thing. Um, I think for a team race, it would make sense to kind of go totally opposite, but maybe just like. They're capable of doing like some of the, some, a little bit of the work. Something. You know yeah.
0: Well, that's what was nice about our team is that we had the flexibility to move in and out of things and say, like, if there was, if our team's like, okay, you're, you would be more of the station guy, I'd be more of the runner guy, even though, like, in the grand scheme of things, neither of those gaps are huge. Right. But there's like there's like slight leanings either way, which I think is helpful, so that we could do things like we did on the skier or the wall overs, if that's what we wanted to, or the the box stepovers or something, where it's like you know you're not going to lose a ton of time here. Where Kevin and Glenn, it's like bubbles almost couldn't do any of the runs, you know, especially how hard he's working Ooh. on the on the stations. Like he needed all that time that they were right. lost a bunch of time on. Or if Glenn came in and did the like a row like do the like you couldn't have done the row right like like if we if you and i flipped our uh what our stations were what our assignments were we probably still win
1: yeah you know it might have been plus minus like 15 seconds you know like
0: yeah (laughs) right which i think is good for this i think that i think that ultimately would beat out when it's relay style you're right when it's um in high rocks where it's like you kind of have to run together then it's kind of silly but when it's relay style i think having athletes who work can kind of be adaptable would be helpful yeah on the on the sled we did one 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 which Mm -hmm. was good made the pass and it made me really kind of push that thing harder than i've ever really pushed
1: it but Um, like remember we talked about yesterday like i during the actual decafit itself I did it in two oh two and we switched off efforts and we still only did it in like 1450 like or something. Yeah. yeah like one fifty. And it's just it's one of those things where like it it, it kind of just goes at the pace it goes. You know, that like you don't get any benefit from really overexerting yourself. I think there's a way you can get lazy with it and can really lose time, but there's not necessarily any way to like make this thing get this thing done in like a minute or something you know like it's it's kind of it's kind of silly man
0: it's a little bit silly because it's not yeah because we were both and we were both kind of blown up after after switching off having rest to run into that last run and it would have only gained us 15 seconds in the course of a a deck of fit which i if you had that type of skill and you really could hammer it later i think it could make a difference but it was really hard to run (laughs) that last 500 for sure. So I don't know. I haven't figured that thing
1: out yet. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, yeah, I don't know.
0: So, and then we just finished out the burpees at eight to 12. We could have done 10 and 10, or we could have done 12 at eight, the other direction or something like that. Like that didn't need to be that way, but we just saw it in terms of like your, you're faster at the Ram burpees. So we're just like, you'll do 12.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there were a few times where I almost whispered in your ear and told you to do like an extra like one or two reps. But I was like, uh, fine, I'd be like I guess I'll do it. I'd have be been
0: like, Mm-mm, no, I'm done. <laughs> would you change anything? Would you change about the dude, the reload was so fun with the batons? I love the was baton fun. thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It that was, was fun. Great. I think, I think it's still something that we would have to do another three or four times to kind of really find – a method to, to maximize our potential in it. Um, mm. I'm still, even after doing it once, I still don't think I have a good grasp on it. Like if I'm being honest, um, but I, you know, I wanted to do it and, and try to get some eyes on it because I think it really is a cool part of the, the deck of fit thing. And I think it would be really exciting to watch if we had some really high level teams, Go at it. Um, so it was super fun to do, and I'm I'm definitely down to do it again. I just, I, and I was actually surprised by how many teams there were. There was a lot of people there for that thing.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, there was at least like thir- there was like thirty some teams, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've never stayed around long enough to to see that.
0: That's a thing. It's a long day. Like yeah. our race was at eight a.m. and then four p.m. Right.
1: So, but it was uh, nice though. We were able to go back to the hotel and shower and get mm-hmm. like a meal. Um, it wasn't like super inconvenient uh so yeah i mean i'd like to see some some more people do it and you know us setting the new the new standard there hopefully it'll get you know some some people kind of talking behind the scenes like hey you want to like team up and let's go try to.
0: right like record, so like what's the incentive right i feel like they need to have a full event that's just team and have it somewhere that's or 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 like a two day thing, like how they're gonna do for world championships where I don't know. Or like yeah, the team events first in a day. Because that's why that's why I will never do a doubles, I don't think, for high rocks, because I don't want to travel to a high rocks to do a mixed doubles or uh right. or, or if you and I go and do a doubles or something like that, which right. I think we would do really well in. Like I don't know what does that do for us, <laughs> right. you know? Right. Where it's just like, oh yeah, I want to chase the record but then after that it's like i'm not going to do it at the championship level i'm not going to do it like so maybe they did like pen relay style and maybe that's what they should do with the strong and and mile to just have like a have it at a different time and be like deca strong and deca mile and deca relay championships are in march and deca fit is in November or whatever so we can have something pointed and they pay out some money or something like that for that and then we can get actual teams in it because it would be so fun if there was like yeah. four to eight teams that were hammering it'd be totally. awesome because
1: I mean Glenn, Glenn and Bubbles were like super close to us for a while it was really a lot of back and forth Um, it wasn't until later in the race where we kind of really asserted ourselves and kind of took that thing Um, so you can only imagine what you know some other athletes could you know come up with yeah, so I really liked it. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. yeah, it was fun.
0: But I don't know when I would do it again. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. If they put if they put a little bit of you know um, prize money into it, I think it would get more uh, people involved. But we're barely getting prize money as it is in the individual race, so I don't know how realistic it is to.
0: But it's worth saying we
1: got paid on the spot. We did. We did. We should. We should acknowledge that. They handed us checks. They handed us the checks.
0: Podium. Already deposited oh. it. It's already already in there, I think. I don't know if it bounced or not, but it <laughs> I tried I tried to I got it right in, which is great. Get it in right? there ASAP. Which is great for sure. Yeah. Um well cool dude. That was super fun. You and I we were straight up roomies, hung out, had a real nice time, flew home. It was great. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Fun time hanging. Yeah. So you have West Palm. I'll, I'm probably going to be in, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to see if West Palm makes any sense. Like just like we we're saying just so I can get a little bit more racing, like tactics. Like I'm, I'm going to probably do a couple more sim type events, but to just get that unknown and being able to just deal with it or just have like a plan for like the world championships would be nice, but I don't know. So we'll see. And then after, I think I'm thinking high rocks in New York and then Deca. Wait. That's
1: it. Yeah. I mean, there's not many there's not many things left on the schedule until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll do Decafit West Palm, maybe a high rocks, maybe. And then yeah, it's like the world championship. So yeah. um now's the time to kind of really kind of amp up the training and uh get get dialed in for you know another championship season.
0: Yeah, still have a good amount of time with three for four sure, months or sixteen yeah, yeah. weeks or something like that. Yeah. So, good amount of time. Cool, dude. Well, it was fun. Thanks for popping around.
1: brother. On. Talk to you later.